are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons for the Locked On Network, brought to you by Michelin Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only with it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me at Twitter, at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me on YouTube as well, at Coos Ballroom. You can find some of my articles over at Detroit Bad Boys. And like I mentioned to you guys last episode and the very first episode I've made, On Monday, I was a credential media member in the 2019-2020 season for the Detroit Pistons. If you want to hear more about myself and how I started and where my journey's taken me and a little bit about my personal life, you can check out that first episode on Monday. And also, if you want to have some fun and hear about how I feel about the Isaiah Stewart and Ben Wallace comparisons, go ahead and listen to yesterday's episode. I got a lot of good feedback on that episode yesterday. I had had a lot of fun doing that. I, I saw that a lot of people happened to enjoy it as well, which is always good. But for today's episode... First, we're going to talk about how I made history on Tuesday. So this episode will be publishing on Wednesday. So yesterday, I made history. I'm going to tell you guys all about that. Then we're going to talk about a big opinion of mine considering the Pistons draft choices and this this conversation going on among Pistons Twitter and Pistons fans about the draft, which I think is very silly. We're going to talk about that as well. And lastly, we're going to preview tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. But like I said, we're going to talk about how I made history on Tuesday, guys. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to me. I don't know if you guys like follow me on Twitter yet. But if you don't, you guys miss history in the making, man. So, unless you've been living under a rock, like you may not know that I started this, but unless you've been living under a rock, you will know that yesterday, Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Fame tight end, got into it with Kevin Durant, the NBA player. If you don't know any of those, either of those players, I don't really know why you listen to this podcast. But <laughs> those two got into it on Twitter. Why, you may ask? Well... Sam Sharp happened to go on Undisputed, which is his show with Skip Bayless. He went on that show, and he happened to read a false quote from Kevin Durant. He thought it was a real quote from Kevin Durant, and he went on there. He was making a point by using it. It's a false quote. It was going around last year. People, there was this like Twitter account that was just putting out like false quotes of players like across sports, like trying to be funny or whatever. So I'll read you what the quote was that he, he got. So it says, People try to discredit my rings. But honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable of our era. People argue LeBron is the GOAT, but if I beat him in back-to-back finals, what does that make me? And they said that that's something that Kevin Durant had said. So then Shannon Sharp went on yesterday's episode, or was I think it would be two days now, episode talking about, that's what KD said, oh, blah, blah, blah. KD then quoted that video of someone tweeting that and said, when did I say this? Basically, and I believe he called him also a drunk uncle. He's like, y'all drunk uncle's crazy again. When did I ever say this? So then I quoted... Kevin Durant's tweet and was like oh god dude this is a fake quote you guys remember that fake quote uh, account from last year that talked about this Shan Sharp fell for this and then I added Shan Sharp and was like hey man you gotta do better than this you can't just be falling for fake quotes on Twitter you gotta do better research than that before you just go on your show you know talking talking crazy like he was and then I, you know I didn't think anyone would like respond to it I didn't think like, anything would happen 
but Dan Sharp quoted it and like responded to me. So like I'll read you word for word why I said. I put, oh my god, crying face. You all remember the fake Twitter? Actually, you know what? This is the one thing I regret about all of this. It makes me cringe reading this back because I said, do you y'all. I meant to say, do you, do you all, not do you y'all. And one of the guys, like, it, this tweet's blowing up all over the place, which is pretty cool for me. But one guy was like, do you all, almost gave me a stroke. And trust me, dude, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, it gave me a stroke too, man. I, I Like, reading that, I'm like, what the hell was I typing? But anyways, I was saying... Do you all remember that fake Twitter account that was putting out fake quotes last year? This was one of the fake quotes from that account. Shan Sharp, bro, you got to do your research before you start believing anything on this app. So that's why I said. I added Shan Sharp. I didn't just say his name. I added him. So then Shan Sharp quoted that tweet. He quoted me. And it's like, like, like I said, I'm going big time, fellas. I'm going all over the place. Like, I'm, all, I'm on Instagram. I have a couple people send me some stuff on Instagram. Like, I'm in complex complex magazine i'm in there i'm all over like i got this thing trending i was trending with everything on on twitter like i was blowing up man i was going crazy i i now feel like i understand how duncan smith feels duncan if you're listening to this i i know how you feel man when you start going viral and you start saying that stuff i feel like i was famous but san sharp quoted this and was like y'all remember the fake account when KD said now everybody want to play with the heat and lakers let's go back to being competitive and then going at these people then joins the 73 nine warriors builds a super team with the nets blah 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 so basically dodging the whole point that he like misquoted and, and went on live TV as like, what do you want to call him? Like a journalist or like bad journalism or like whatever you want to call him, announcer, whatever the hell they call those people. He went on there spreading fake quotes about Kevin Durant on there and like completely dodged that and like did, did, brought up some other stuff with me to me and like it, it had nothing to do with it. So he started getting dragged. Like he had some of his cult following, which I didn't know he had, but he started getting dragged. So then I tweeted back at him. I said, you on TV every day and people trusting what y'all say. What you just tweeted has nothing to do with the spreading misinformation and flat out incorrect quotes from KD Trey. Admit you were wrong, apologize to KD, and be better with your research. He didn't respond to that, but KD said, oh, Shannon refuses to respond to me. Yo, Shannon, why are you using your platform to push fake quotes about me? So then I tweeted at KD and at Shan Sharp the fake, uh, the fake graphic, the fake graphic with the quote on it. Because a lot of people were saying, hey, he didn't, oh, this is actually something KD said. I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, So then I just went out and got the fake graphic quote. So I tweeted that at both of them. So then they started going back and forth at each other. All because I tweeted at Shannon Sharp. This all started because I tweeted at Shannon Sharp, added KD, added Shannon Sharp, and told Shannon Sharp to stop spreading fake quotes about KD. And Shannon Sharp either, one, didn't believe that it was a fake quote, or two, just simply didn't care because he didn't even address it. And now KD starts going at him. So Shannon Sharp quotes the tweet about what KD tweeted at him and says, KD, if... You want to talk to me? I'm not hard to find, but I'm not going back and forth on social media. Whatever our differences are, they can be handled out of the eye of social media. Which is really funny to me because, Shan Sharp, you're the one who quoted back at me on social media. So you automatically made it on social media. Like, you were not doing this whole, I stay out of the public eye BS. And you do a debate show every morning of the week. That That is basically social media. That that's not your like that is ba- you are engaging you are not engaging you are starting a lot of debates that happen on like uh, uh, NBA NFL Twitter all of that stuff you guys start a lot of those things by the stuff you'd say on your guys' shows so you guys basically are on social media when you guys are talking about these players you guys are social media so that that's that, that doesn't make any sense what he was saying that, anyways so then KD took even more issue with that and said we can talk in front of everybody it ain't that deep it ain't that serious Shannon which I said. It's not that deep. Like, dude, all he had to say was, my bad, it was a fake quote, I thought it was real, my bad. And it could just stop right there. Like, it didn't have to get this deep. But then KD was like, you go on TV in front of everybody pushing fake, bleep. 
but now you want to talk in private. Why are you lying on TV? So then Shannon Sharp says, Katie, enjoy your day. Stay healthy and finish strong, the season strong. Then Shannon Sharp, mind you, I want to let you guys all know this. This seriously started with me tweeting at Shannon Sharp. This is how this all started. It started because I tweeted at Shannon Sharp and said something to him about him spreading fake quotes. And he got pissed at me. He got sensitive and started tweeting at me about it. He got he was he was pissed off. So this all started because I added both of them. And they both got engaged into the tweet. This is how it all started. Shannon Sharp ended up blocking Kevin Durant. <laughs> I think my mic got a little loud right there. I'm sorry. But I wanted to like put emphasis on that. Shannon Sharp blocked NBA player Kevin Durant. NFL Hall of Famer Shan Sharp blocked Kevin Durant because Kuka Hill tweeted at him that he was spreading a fake quote and to, to do more research, and he got sensitive and started going off about it, which then engaged with him and KD, and he ended up blocking Kevin Durant because I made him so sensitive. So, if you guys go and check my Twitter, this is in my bio now. Like, this is something I'm going to tell people all the time now. I'm going to tell people all the time that, hey, man, I hope you realize that Kukahil, you the person you're talking to, the person hosting this podcast. Actually, I hope when you guys share this podcast or say anything about listening to this, you say, hey, man, this dude knows his Pistons talk, but forget all that, dude. He made Shan Sharp block KD. Like, this dude is for real, bro. Screw the basketball. Screw what he's talking about with the Pistons. This dude made Shannon Sharp the Hall of Famer block Kevin Durant. You hear me? Like, that dude is for real. And everyone who clicks my Twitter account will be seeing that because that, that's how legit I am now, guys. That's like That's how legit I am. So, <laughs> I, I, I actually, you know what? We're going to go a little further with this. We can talk about that a little bit more because there's a little bit more I want to say about it. But first, let me tell you who brought me the most joy, happiness, and enjoyment this week. And it's my Michelin Ultra Player of the Week. I think you guys all know who I'm going to pick. And if you guys don't know, once again, you guys must be living under a rock. It's going to be Seiku Dumboya. Seiku didn't average 20 points a game or anything or... No average 10 rebounds a game or do anything like that. But to see him back in this rotation, playing for the Pistons, playing as confident, as aggressive as he is, has been amazing. Like, you can tell he's having fun, and you know joy creates success. Not to mention his chase down block against the Clippers had me, like, on my feet screaming. Like like I said in the last podcast, or my I th- believe it was the first podcast episode that I did, this man Seiku went full court to full court, raced everybody down, beat everyone down the floor, and swatted that layup attempt off the backboard. Easily the best hustle play he's ever done. Yeah, my job is like to analyze the game and be objective, but let's be honest. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. No matter what you're doing out there, this is all for fun. You want to enjoy yourself, you want to be happy. Whether you're analyzing the game, trying to be objective, whether you're writing about them, you want to enjoy your time. And that's why Seiku Dumboya is my Michelin Ultra Player of the Week. And hopefully, this isn't the last time, hopefully this isn't the last time he's going to be my Michelin Ultra Player of the Week, because... I hope he continues to play well. And as long as he keeps playing well, he will continue to be my player of the week. Ultra player of the week. No doubt about it. But yeah, man, we're going to talk about that whole draft situation, this whole draft-like conversation that's going on amongst Pistons fans. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get to that. But like I said, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Stan Sharp and KD thing that I started. Like, that's a big deal, man. And for me, like, the big thing is, like, Obviously, I started blowing up. I've gained over like a hundred and like two hundred subscribe, uh, not subscribers, two hundred followers on Twitter. It's still going up too. My tweet has like over like a thousand, eleven hundred likes, like over three hundred. Uh, why do I keep saying subscribers? Three hundred retweets. So like it's it's I, I'm blowing up over this man. I'm I'm getting famous, man. I'm all over the place. Like I said, I was in Complex, the magazine. They're they're using my tweet and everything. Like I'm popping up everywhere, man. I'm crazy. But being all serious, like I don't get why Shannon just like didn't say, "Hey, man, my bad." 
did a, I didn't know it was a fake quote? Might be. Like it should never. Like KD said, it should have never gotten this deep. Like I should have never made it this big. I should not have made it this big everywhere. But Shannon like just kept doubling down and kept like changing the the topic and like tried flexing on KD like trying to be the bigger man when he's the one who used a fake quote. So like it, it was it was crazy. But yeah, like I said in my in my uh in my bio on Twitter, I have I got uh, Shannon Sharp to block Kevin Durant. And like I said, I, I honestly, if you guys watch this, I might start using the introduction every time. Screw the include my Twitter handle or my YouTube. I'm about to just I'm about to just talk about hey, this is Kuka Hill, the one who made Shannon Sharp block KD. And that's and that's what I'm going to be known for now. I have no problem, mind you. I have absolute zero problem being known as that guy. No problem. I am that guy who made Shannon Sharp block KD. But anyways, we're gonna move past that. I thought that was a lot of fun. I obviously, honestly, it got me really excited because, like I said, I'm blowing up, and it happened to start blowing up as soon as I take over the host of Locked On Pistons. You see what can happen when you join the Locked On Network? Like the Locked On Network has like this magic that like helps you blow up. Helps you, helps you become more serious. People start taking you more serious. Like, last week, I couldn't get Santa Sharp to answer me. It's because I'm part of Locked On now, man. It's crazy. But we're going to talk about this whole draft thing that's going on. I, I've heard this in, like, Locker Room app, which, by the way, like I said in the last episode, please download that. That is, like, a super cool app to talk sports. It's some of the most fun you'll have just debating sports with everybody. But I've heard this, like, draft thing going on with about the Pistons, amongst Pistons fans all over the place. And the thing is, is, like, I've heard some of them say, like, Oh, whatever the Pistons draft, I, we need to go get a scorer. We just need to get a bucket getter. We need we need to get one of those guys. We need to get someone who can score because we haven't had one of those guys who can just go straight get a bucket. We need one of those guys. And then we have some other guys who are like, oh, we know we can't draft Cade because we got Killian Hayes. How are they going to fit together? And then you got some other guys who are like, oh, we can't draft Mobley because then what, what, what about Isaiah Stewart? What about this and that? And then, and then it says all kinds of, oh, well, if we draft this guy, what about Jeremy Grant? What about all this? And let me just make this very clear to you guys. Like, this segment may not take very long because I think this is, I just want to make this very clear to all you guys. Any of you guys saying that are missing the complete, utter picture of what the Pistons need to do in this draft and what they need to be doing to try to compete again. They're, the Pistons do not need to be worried about what position they're drafting. The Pistons don't need to care about what uh, what, what play type they're drafting. They don't need to be worried about, I, like, let me just say, I'll make it simple. I'll say this. I do not care. If they draft a 5'8 point guard, I don't care if this guy that they drafted was a 7'8 center. I don't care if he was a 6'5 or, or a defender. I don't care if he's if his main uh, skill set was rim protection. I don't care if it's passing. I don't care if it's scoring. I, I don't care what it is. The Pistons just need to draft the best player. The Pistons need a franchise player. So whoever they think is the best player... In this draft, at their pick, that's who they draft. I don't care what position he is. I don't care if you guys think, oh, like, there is not a single player on this Pistons roster that should stop you from drafting anyone. There's not one player on this roster. There's not one. Killian, Killian, let it be Sadiq Bey, let it be Jeremy, let it be Isaiah Stewart. I don't give a damn who's on this roster. Not a single player on this roster will, should stop you from drafting whoever the best player is in this draft. And honestly, that's how it should be with every draft, whoever you're drafting, like wherever you are. You should just be drafting the best player almost every time. Like, maybe the select few cases, like, for contenders, maybe, when they need, like, a specific, like, like help at something. Maybe then I could understand, like, oh, drafting need over talent. But there is no, the Pistons are not that. The Pistons have absolute zero excuse not to go straight and just draft the best player available. I don't give a damn if his best skill set is defense, defending. I don't care if he, could, like... He just doesn't have that much of an offensive game, but he ends up being the best player in this draft because of his impact on defense. I don't care if 
He's not that good on defense, but he's amazing on offense. That makes him the best player in this from this draft 10 years down the line. I don't care if he's 5'9", just as tall as me, but if he's the best player from this draft and he ends up being that guy 10 years down the line, that franchise player, I don't care because the Pistons just need a franchise player. They need the best player from this draft. That's that, that. It's just as simple as that. So please, I'm, I'm going to ask all you guys to please this. I, like, I understand what some people are saying Like from an entertainment point of view. Like if you want to see like a, a someone who can just ISO and go get a bucket, someone who can just like 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 it's fun to watch score all the time, who who can average like twenty five a game, or you just want to watch something like that from an entertainment view, I get it. You want to watch like a unicorn, like I believe, like I don't, I'm not really cool with the draft stuff. I'm not, I don't watch college basketball a lot. I don't, I'm not good with the prospects at all or anything. But like Evan Mobley, if you want to have like a unicorn who can like do it, you want to watch something like that. Go ahead. I understand, like why, like if you're talking about preferences from an entertainment point of view, then then I get it. I I get that. But as far as like the smart thing to do, that doesn't matter. The entertain. I don't care if this dude's the most boring player. Like, okay, you guys know how much I. All you guys have followed me on Twitter. All you guys know how much I complained about Delon Wright about how boring I thought he was. You could tell me that at the number one pick, this player is going to be as entertaining to watch as DeLon freaking Wright. But if you also then told me, but he still will be the best player from this draft, hey, I'm telling you right now, I'll get, I don't drink. I've never drank in my life, but I'm telling you right now, I'll start drinking some alcohol while I'm watching the Pistons game for the rest of his career here. Because as long as he's the best player, hey, I'll find a way to make it work. You know what else is fun to watch too? Winning. Winning is fun to watch. So, so if he's if he's boring, I don't care how he does it. I don't care how this dude does it. Whoever they draft, they better be the best player available. It better have nothing to do with need. It better have nothing to do with the type of player you want. The type of player I want is the best player. That's who I want, and that's what the Pistons should get. So that's that's basically all I want to say with that. That's just like I said again. I understand if you're talking about from an entertainment point of view. Okay. But outside of that, there's no other reason for the Pistons to be considering any of this stuff about, oh, can he fit with Killian Hayes? Killian hasn't shown us anything to make us think that he's a franchise player. And even if he did, you, that still shouldn't stop you. And nobody else has done that. Unless you have LeBron freaking James. And you're worried, and like, unless you draft LeBron and you're like, oh, well, this player actually is going to hurt LeBron. Arguably the best player ever. I think it's MJ. MJ's my GOAT. But arguably the best player ever. If you're worried about him not fitting with arguably the best player ever, okay. Are you worrying about them fitting with Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay, and Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart? It's laughable. All of them. I, I think one, one of my friends made a joke. I forget who it was. If you're listening, and I, I forget which one of you guys said it, but one of them said, "Man, if K, if Kate Cunningham, if we get the first pick and Kate Cunningham's there, and the worry is, oh, can, what can he? Is he going to fit with Killian Hayes? Man, I'll boot Killian Hayes back to France if that's what it takes. I don't care. <laughs> and, and, and like, obviously, it's a joke, but like, it, it's serious too." Because, like, it's it, it's Cade Cunningham. He is the easy number one pick. I don't even know nothing about the prospects, but everything I see, everything I hear, he is the one, runaway number one prospect, number one guy. He is the, the franchise changer here. And I, so I don't care who it is. I'd punt anybody back to wherever. wherever I'd, I'd send them back to college. I'd just trade. If it gets that big of a deal, you can get rid of them. Because Cade Cunningham's that dude, and whoever the Pistons draft should be that dude. Not worried about who they're going to fit with. Later on, we're going to talk about the preview against the Clippers tomorrow. We're going to talk about that game a little bit. But first, let me tell you about one of our reoccurring sponsors, which I believe you guys all heard about before I even joined the podcast. I heard all kinds of people talking about Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth, comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors, and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barca, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. 
These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor. I absolutely love peanut butter, and anytime I get like any kind of flavor on like ice cream, a bar, or anything like that, I, I love it. I That's the one I suggest every time. It's packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use a promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, which is personally one of my favorites because I got into betting as soon as it became legal in Michigan, and that's BetOnline AG. If you're anything like me, like I said, you want to take advantage of that instantly, the fact that it became legal in Michigan. However, I ran into one problem constantly. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which one do I use? Which one do I know is the best? Which one is the best for me? And that's when I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, ending, like I said, all the other times with my high school friend Sean Murphy Bunting being crowned Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to keep saying that because I'm super proud that they, that guy was my former teammate. But the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, even, even Bet Online has you covered there too. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, something I didn't even know was possible with betting. Ben Online has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Ben Online is the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head over there to Bet Online now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. Ben Online, your online sportsbook experts. Before we start talking about uh, tomorrow's game against the actually not tomorrow, it's tonight. I keep saying tomorrow because I'm recording the day before. I got to get used to that one. That's something I'm going to have to get used to. So today's game against the Clippers... Before we start talking about that, let me tell you guys something real quick about betting. Make sure you guys are betting safe as well. Because while I love, I used to love betting, I had to stop doing it for a minute because I, I started making some bad choices. I'm not going to lie. It gets addicting. So make sure you're betting like betting like responsibly and, and whatever. Just make sure if you're doing it, just make sure you're doing it responsibly. It is a lot of fun if you're doing it responsibly. So just make sure you're doing that. But outside of that, have fun. But like, we, like I said, we're going to be talking about the Clippers game. So the Pistons... If you remember, if any of you guys were listening to the podcast at the last game, I said that the Clippers game was probably the most enjoyed and like most fun game the Pistons have had all season. And I hope that I think that's the goal for tomorrow at least. So like no one expects the Pistons to win. I don't think any of you guys really even want the Pistons to win. Like I <laughs> that's why it's kind of hard for me to talk about these games because like in previous years even when the Pistons sucked like they, the point was to win, so we could talk about, oh, well, this is what they needed to win, and and we want to see them win, and this is what they have to do, and whatever. But a lot of you guys just don't want to see them win because this is a rebuild. So like, what am I supposed to say? Like, am I supposed to tell you guys like how how the Pistons could possibly win a game? Because you guys don't want that to happen. But what I'm going to say is, this is what you guys should look forward to in this Clippers game. One, I, you guys should look forward for the Pistons to try keep this game close. Like I believe we don't know yet as of me recording this podcast. I don't know if Kawhi's playing tomorrow. He should be playing. From what I understand, um, I don't know if Jeremy Grant's going to be coming back this game. Actually, Jeremy Grant, we're going to have to talk about that in a minute because I thought this was just like a rest issue when he was like sitting out at first, but now he's missed a few games with like, what was it, right knee soreness? So if he misses another game tomorrow, maybe like he's actually banged up. Or maybe they're just resting him because the season's out of, you know, basically it's over for the Pistons. It was over when the season started anyways. But, you know, it's towards the end of the season. Maybe they're just trying to give him as, as much rest as possible. But it's at least something to keep monitor of. So, look forward to the return of Jeremy Grant if he comes back tomorrow. Hope that the Pistons at least keep it close and fun again like they did last game. And I think the main thing, obviously for me, 
Seku, I want to see Seku play well and continue to play aggressive and all that. I think that's going to be the storyline for me almost every game I watch with the Pistons. But outside of even that, and obviously Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes is going to play tomorrow. It's not back-to-back, so he's going to play tomorrow. But even outside of that, I think the main thing that Pistons fans are going to love watching, I think you guys already know where I'm going with this, is going to be Sadiq, the matchup with Sadiq Bey and Luke Kennard. Because like I mentioned on the last podcast, a lot of people were angry with Luke Kennard being traded last, last summer. Like, like I, a lot of people were angry about it. And Sadiq Bey's been balling all year. I can't hold him. He's been balling. He's breaking all kinds of three-point records. He's getting he's getting involved in some three-point records. If he's not breaking them, he's like right behind it for a rookie. I believe he broke Brandon Knight's rookie three-point uh, record for the Pistons. Like last, what was it? Last week. So uh, that's a matchup that you want to watch. Last game against the Clippers, Sadiq Bey dropped 25 points on 12 shots. Luke Kennard, 11 on six shots. So. I understand maybe their roles are different, obviously, because Luke is playing like Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard, even though he didn't play with Kawhi last game. So I don't know what was that about. But, you know, I understand that because he's playing like he has a different role than Sadiq. Sadiq's role is obviously bigger, so maybe he gets more shots. But e- either way, some of the Pistons fans are going to want to watch because seeing if Sadiq Bay continues to play like this and continues to get better. Like I saw this poll tweeted out like a few days ago, and it was, is Sadiq Bay already better than Luke Kennard? I don't think he's already better than Luke Kennard. But I think Laz Jackson said this. Laz, if you listen to this, what's up, my guy? Uh, but I believe Laz tweeted this, that no, I don't think he's better than Luke right now, but the fact that he's this close is not a good thing to say for Luke. And honestly, I look at it a different way. Obviously, it's probably not good for Luke, but it's, it's good for the Pistons, so what do I – I don't care. Like, Luke's gone. I like Luke, but Luke's gone. I don't care. So I think Sadiq Bay is playing really well. I, that's going to be a matchup that – I'm going to be watching. I think every Piston fan probably is going to be watching. You want to see Sadiq Bay? Let's see Sadiq Bay outplay Luke again. Because uh, Troy Weaver is looking like a genius, man. And that's not the only move he's looking like a genius with, but that was one of the moves that he was criticized heavily for because of the second-round picks that were involved in it. And we got two back-to-back matchups against, like, right in between those between those guys. The first one went to Sadiq. I mean, actually, do, you, do we say it went to Sadiq even though the Pistons lost? I don't think we care about the win-loss, right? We don't care about that. We just care about who like who outplayed who. So I think Sadiq won the round one. We got round two today. Let's see who wins it. Let's see if, if Sadiq Bay can get the best of Luke Kennard today. And hopefully, I, I, honestly, I want to see Luke shoot some more, even though he's not on the Pistons. Like, six shots. Like, that was a big issue with Luke in Detroit, is that he just, like, he would have some games when he shoots, like, 15 times, and the other games he only shoot like, three times. And I've seen that, like, be an issue with a lot of people for the Clippers. Like, a lot of Clippers fans and stuff, they'd be like, Luke, just shoot the damn ball. And trust me, we, we if any Clippers guys are listening to this, we feel your pain. Because we used to beg Luke to shoot the damn ball all the time here, too. So, honestly, I, I just I hope to see Luke shoot the ball and to see a good matchup between those two. Also, something a little tinier detail that I want to see happen. Uh, how many do Diallo? I hope I said that right. I, I, I really hate saying people's name wrong. I believe I said that one right. But Diallo... He hasn't been doing as much as of late. Honestly, I, I it kind of shocks me because when he first came in, he was looking like Michael Jordan, legit, like on steroids. <laughs> and I was like, dude, how did we get him for speed? And it's not like he's been like playing awful or anything. He didn't score. He only scored one point last game from the free throw line. I like to see him get like more involved and do some more things. I like to see him tomorrow get more involved off the bench, play a little bit more, be just as aggressive as he usually is. I think a few times this last game, he got fouled too, and he just wasn't getting calls. I know he was pretty pissed about that. So was Dwayne Casey on the sideline. Which, by the way, you guys want to have some fun during Piston games. 
Watch the coach's sideline. Every time you think someone got fouled, just immediately look over the sideline. That was one like one of my favorite things when watching Stan McGuddy when he was here with the Pistons. Because <laughs> every single time, like not even after just fouls, any time a turnover happened or a bad shot or, any, or someone missed a shot, Stan's reaction was <laughs> it's always the best. <laughs> so so that's some of the things I like to do. I like to see if it's like Dwayne Casey throwing his hands up or screaming or whatever. It's also been kind of fun because you can hear Dwayne Casey a lot of time with like no fans being in the arena. But yeah, that's just a little fun thing you can do moving throughout the season. I don't know if anyone has mentioned that to you, but if no one else has mentioned that, that's a good little like fun game within the game. See how many times Dwayne Casey reacts like that. Pretty fun. But hopefully the Pistons play a good game tomorrow against the Clippers. Or today, God, come on, today, today. Hopefully they play a good game today against the Clippers. And as long as they as long as they don't win, continue to lose, but play a good game, stay close and. The young guys continue to show more. Keely and Sekou, I think everyone will enjoy that. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of Locked On Pistons at the Locked On Network. Make sure you guys listen to it. Okay, so see, this is what's confusing me now. Because now I'm saying today, but it's not necessarily today. So now I don't know whether I should say like yesterday's episode or, yeah. So make sure you guys listen to yesterday's episode, which would be the one I was talking about. Uh, the Isaiah Stewart and Ben Wallace comparison. I've had a lot of people talking to me about that one and mentioned something to me. They had a lot of fun with that one. I had a lot of fun with it too. But I, I'm, I'm, I'll give you guys a little like tease with it. If I have to see it one more time, like if I had to see another people, more people keep telling me that they remind each other of, or like Isaiah Stewart reminds them of Ben Wallace. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I might get angry. I might get angry. I don't, I don't want to have to do that. But. <laughs> Make sure you guys listen to that episode. And like I said, if you guys want to hear more about me, like personally and how I got here, go listen to the first like 10 or so minutes in the first episode I did on Monday. I go over a little bit how I got here in my journey. And I tell you guys a little bit about myself as well. So like I said, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Locked on Pistons. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode and I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.